Good morning, and welcome to Simply CRE. It's Thursday, February 15th. On today's show, commercial real estate trouble is evident in fading downtown construction, and the crisis ripples across the world. Plus, Barclays warns that Big Lots, Express, and Children's Place could spell more trouble for commercial real estate. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply CRE. We start off with a look at Chicago's skyline, once dotted with construction cranes, now seeing a significant drop in new development. The number of cranes, which stood at 60 at the end of 2017, has dwindled to single digits. This decline is a stark indicator of the city's economic struggles, with higher interest rates, inflation, and weak demand for office space dampening the appetite for new development. Joining us to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply CRE. So Celeste, what's behind this drastic drop in construction activity in Chicago? David, the commercial real estate crisis brought on by the rise of remote work and higher borrowing costs has significantly impacted U.S. office values. This has led to turmoil for banks and made it less appealing for lenders to offer financing for new buildings. The decline in new development is particularly steep in Chicago, where only nine cranes were operating as of August, according to the last official count. This is a 69% drop compared to February 2020, just before the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. What impact is this having on the city's economy? The lack of construction presents a challenge to reviving a downtown plagued by high office vacancies. Mayor Brandon Johnson, nine months into the job, is confronting falling fiscal revenue and a strained relationship with the business community. The office downturn can filter through the economy. Fewer workers mean downtown businesses generate less sales tax revenue. Reduced commercial real estate assessments shift the property tax burden to the city's homeowners, threatening to reduce Chicago's appeal to residents over the longer term. What measures are being taken to address this situation? Mayor Johnson's main real estate-related measure is a proposed increase in transfer tax for property deals of $1 million or more to provide funding for homeless services. The so-called mansion tax proposal, which will be on the ballot in March, applies to sales of both residential and commercial buildings. This has sparked concern among investors that it will further hurt prices. What's the outlook for the commercial real estate market in Chicago? The outlook is not very promising at the moment. The U.S. office market has been hit particularly hard by falling values, with property prices declining 22% in the 12 months through January. Chicago's office vacancy rate reached 21% at the end of last year. Office leasing fell 17% in the fourth quarter from 2022 levels and 53% compared with the previous three months. However, there are pockets of the Chicago real estate market that are attracting investors, particularly in the residential sector. Thanks for the update on Chicago's commercial real estate situation, Celeste. In related news, commercial real estate markets across the globe are experiencing a sharp decline. The rise in interest rates, coupled with the shift to remote work and changing retail behavior has compounded the challenges. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Bella. Can you give us an overview of the current state of the commercial real estate market? Certainly, David. 
When bank interest rates were low, commercial real estate became a safe haven for investors seeking reliable returns. However, as central banks increased interest rates, many properties suddenly seemed like poor investments. This, combined with the rise of remote work and online shopping, has reduced demand for large centralized workplaces and retail spaces. The MSCI World Real Estate Index fell by 18% between the start of 2022 and the end of 2023, indicating where equity investors believe property values are headed. What does this mean for the debt associated with commercial real estate? The advisory firm Newmark Group reported in August that about $1.2 trillion of U.S. commercial real estate debt was potentially troubled due to the slump in prices. This situation poses a particular risk to U.S. regional lenders who lack the large credit card portfolios or investment banking businesses that could provide a buffer. In Europe, the collapse of companies in the Cigna Group threatens credit losses for numerous lenders. Some Asian banks are also feeling the impact. How are these depressed prices affecting the industry's ability to refinance? The lower prices make it more difficult for the industry to refinance the $2.2 trillion of U.S. and European commercial property loans due to mature by the end of 2025. Office buildings have been hit the hardest. With post-COVID changes in working patterns, poor energy efficiency, and rising interest rates all contributing to the decline in values. What about the impact of rising interest rates on property prices in Europe and the U.S.? Rising interest rates had a larger impact on Europe's property prices, as yields there were lower than in the U.S. when central banks began their hiking cycle. However, valuations in the U.S. fell further as it had a larger stock of new and empty buildings. By the end of the third quarter of 2023, more than a fifth of office space was vacant in several major U.S. cities. Are there any signs of recovery on the horizon? Recovery is expected to be uneven, with investors predicted to favor Europe over the U.S. Capital economics forecasts that values of commercial buildings in the U.K. will rise 1.1% this year after dropping 4% in 2023. Eurozone real estate prices should turn positive in 2025, while the U.S. is expected to lag significantly with a 10% drop this year and no recovery until 2026. Thanks for your insights, Bella. Now, shifting our focus to the retail sector, signs of distress are emerging with companies like Big Lots Inc., Express, and The Children's Place showing signs of struggle. This could spell more trouble for the already struggling commercial real estate market according to Barclays Research. Corporate bankruptcies have been on the rise since the pandemic, with filings in January reaching their highest level since 2020. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent from Simply CRE. So James, what's causing this distress in the retail sector? Well, David, the retail sector has been hit hard by the pandemic. Many retailers have struggled with supply chain disruptions, increased costs, and changing consumer behavior. The rise in corporate bankruptcies is a clear sign of these challenges. Companies like Big Lots Inc., Express, and The Children's Place are showing signs of distress, which could have a ripple effect on the commercial real estate market. And how does this impact the commercial real estate market? The struggles of these retailers could lead to more vacant retail spaces, which would put further pressure on the commercial real estate market. This market has already been reeling from the effects of the pandemic, with many businesses closing their doors and leaving empty spaces behind. 
If more retailers go under, this could exacerbate the problem. What can we expect going forward? It's hard to say for certain, but if the trend of rising corporate bankruptcies continues, we could see more distress in the retail sector and further challenges for the commercial real estate market. However, it's important to note that the situation can change rapidly depending on various factors, including economic recovery and changes in consumer behavior. Thanks for that report, James. Now, shifting our focus to the housing sector, in October 2023, the Biden-Harris administration launched an initiative to convert high-vacancy commercial buildings into affordable, energy-efficient housing. This move addresses the issue of increasing office vacancies nationwide and the long-standing shortage of affordable housing. We have Michael, a correspondent for Simply CRE, with us to discuss this further. Michael, can you tell us more about this initiative and its implications for the real estate landscape? Certainly, David. This initiative is a strategic response to the evolving dynamics in the real estate market. With commercial real estate facing unprecedented challenges, the proposal acknowledges the need for adaptive solutions to repurpose vacant spaces and address the growing demand for housing. The Biden-Harris administration emphasizes the potential benefits of commercial to residential conversions, including revitalizing downtowns and reducing emissions. Can you elaborate on the broader societal and economic impacts of these projects? The impacts are indeed substantial. These conversions can revitalize both rural main streets and major urban areas where office vacancies are impacting core downtown neighborhoods. They also align with long-term environmental goals, contributing to reduced greenhouse gas emissions and promoting energy-efficient housing. Additionally, the preservation of historical buildings adds unique value to communities. Can you share some examples that highlight the success of such initiatives? Absolutely. One example is the Mercury in Los Angeles, a mid-century modern landmark transformed from the Getty Oil Company headquarters into 238 condo residences in 2006. Another is the Summit on 6th, a successful conversion of the Colwell Building into 96 condo units in 2010. Most recently, 939S Broadway stands out as an adaptive reuse project where a 1920s building was turned into a 12-story residential tower with 163 condo units, maintaining the exterior facade of its 20th century architecture. How do you think this initiative will impact real estate professionals and what opportunities do you see for agents in urban and rural areas? Real estate professionals stand to benefit significantly. The potential expansion of residential inventory opens new markets for agents, especially in areas where commercial vacancies are high. This initiative also provides an opportunity for agents to diversify their business models, creating additional revenue streams through new development project listings. Considering your background in the industry, how do you see this initiative shaping the future of real estate development and the overall landscape of American cities? This initiative marks a transformative shift in how we approach real estate development. By promoting adaptive reuse, we not only address the immediate challenges posed by vacant commercial spaces, but also contribute to the long-term vitality of urban areas. It's an exciting step towards creating sustainable, vibrant communities and redefining the future of American cities. That was Simply CRE. Reporter Michael, thanks so much for being here. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today.
Thanks for listening to Simply CRE. We'll see you back here tomorrow.